0: This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. And as always, we welcome you to this week's edition of the program, a program where we make Michael work a little bit. We make <laughs> you sing these songs here in the studio. We don't just pull out the CDs. Well, that's not work. That's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. We'd love to hear you sing. As a matter of fact, we're going to ask you to sing, it's got to be one of the all time favorites, El Shaddai, here oh, yeah. in just, just a moment. We'll get I can to that. Do that. Well, you get ready for that while I let our listeners know what's ahead here on today's program. In the second half, we're going to meet two friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of which is going to talk about the role of mentoring and discipling in our life And the second of which is going to talk about the the call on his life Very interesting conversations to come here today And both of these brothers are the product of being discipled So it'll be great to talk to them So we look forward to that Uh, But let's get started, Michael, with asking you to do that song for us It's hard to pick favorites from all the songs that you've written But I know this would be high in the list of many It's called El Shaddai
1: Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Elyonah Adonai. Age to age, you are still the same by the power See what Messiah ought to be Though your word contained the plan They just could not understand Your most awesome work was done Through the frailty of your son El Shaddai
0: Michael, the unique thing about that song, as you well know, is the fact that it kind of opened up the whole idea of the importance and the meaning of the names of God for so many of us as a, as a response of worship, really.
2: Yeah, God reveals himself by a lot of different names in the Old Testament. I think that's been a popular uh, Sunday school topic now mm-hmm. for a long time, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's good. L is the word for God. Shaddai means almighty, and uh, that's where we get almighty from. El Elyon,
0: God in the highest. There's a whole list of his names. It's such a rich study to go through the Old Testament and uncover the meaning of those, but that's not what we're going to do here today. What we're going to do is extend that into the New Testament Mm -hmm. because there, just like in the Old Testament, names mean something.
2: Yeah, Well, that's right. Names are very important in the Old Testament, but we're going to look at some New Testament characters and uh, and especially look at their names, and, and perhaps maybe we didn't know them as quite as well as we thought.
0: We, okay, did. we don't usually give a title to our Bible study. We'll <clears throat> call this What's in a Name here today, Oh, that's today, good. Very <laughs> okay. good. Well, that came from our producer, Joe, okay. so I'm not going to take credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> Well, let's first
2: of all. I mean, my favorite characters beside Jesus in the New Testament is Peter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're writing the book on Peter, um, as a matter I fact. am. And uh, of course, his name is not Peter. His name is Simon, uh, Simon the son of uh, Jonah, uh, Simon Johnson. It's really <laughs> Peter's name, uh, but we know that early on in his walk with Jesus, Jesus looked at him. In fact, the first time Jesus laid eyes on him, he looked at him and said, "You're going to be Peter. You're mm-hmm. going to be the rock." And it really wasn't a name. It was a it was a title. A Simon Peter is a title the way Christ is a title, Jesus Christ, Simon Peter. And a new name, a new title, uh, really in, in the Bible is uh, a new hope. It's a new identity. Certainly when God renamed Abraham, yes, it was a new identity for him. And yes.
0: Sarah as well, she got a new name. And that tells us something about the importance of this. If, if God and Jesus himself, uh, this is what he did. Yeah, names are important. Uh, the book of Revelation tells us that you and
2: I are... Are known by a special name to God That when we see God in heaven He's going to give us a white stone And that white stone is going to have our name on it Uh, Yeah, yeah. you you and I are known to God by name I don't know if if God knows you as Wayne Or he knows me (laughs) as Mike I don't know Maybe it's the other way around Maybe I'm Mike to him and you're Wayne Who knows wouldn't that be interesting? (laughs) But uh, we can see that, I think, reflected in the names Of some of the different characters And we want to look at some of those now Okay Um, Let's look at one of the most obscure little men in uh, in the new testament uh, uh in the book of philemon uh philemon is a wonderful example of paul uh, becoming the advocate for someone who really was uh, a nobody he was a non person in in that culture and the slave was named onesimus in in paul's day uh, a slave slaves were bought and sold uh, their lives were uh, uh basically at the whim of their masters uh, a master could put a slave to death and uh, suffer no hmm. uh, they could be mutilated ears could be hacked off uh, in in discipline I mean it was uh, it was not a good time <laughs> uh, to be a slave and the, the letter of Philemon is uh, Paul is writing Philemon who is the slave owner on behalf of this nobody named Onesimus who has come to faith as a result of Paul's ministry but Onesimus had run away And he could have been put to death, or he Mm -hmm. could have been branded. It's a capital offense. Yeah, they would brand him with the words, F-U-G, fugitivos, Hmm. you know, a fugitive, Mm -hmm. I've run away, see? And so Anesimus comes to Paul, and he asks him on behalf uh, of Paul to write a letter to Philemon, because lo and behold, Philemon was a Christian too. And he had become a Christian as a result of Paul's ministry. Paul writes this beautiful letter, which is really just a masterpiece of persuasion on behalf of Onesimus. But what I want to do is look at Onesipus's name. Onesimus uh, literally means useful. Okay? And Paul... That didn't escape Paul, did it? <laughs> no. And, and just what a great slave name that is. If you're a slave... You know, what's your name? Well, my name is useful. Well, okay, I'll buy you. You'll be a good slave. So uh, Paul writes back to Philemon. Um, this is chapter, or no chapters in Philemon. This is the verse. My plea is that you show kindness to Onesimus. See, don't brand him, don't scourge him. I think of him as my own son because he has become a believer as a result of my ministry here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past. But now he is very useful (laughs) to both of us. Play on words. I'm sending him back to you and with him comes my own heart. What an amazing thing! I mean, this is like this is like Billy Graham writing a letter, you know, on to some boss for some uh, nobody. A who letter is, of recommendation. Oh yeah, and uh, and we don't know exactly what kind of reception Onesimus received when he got home, but we do know the name of one of the bishops of the Church of Ephesus. Mm was Onesimus. Wow. So we believe, a lot of people believe that Onesimus
0: eventually became a bishop in the church in, in Ephesus. You know, the man who's writing that letter of recommendation, Paul, he himself had an incredible transformation and a name change. He did.
2: And that that is mysteriously, that is never explained. I mean, he was Saul. And he became Paul. and But we, we don't have an account that I know of in Scripture that, that talks about it. It just says Paul, who was formerly known as Saul. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. The the point you make is interesting that he does he understands change what his name. He understands what it's like to, to change and to be useful. Yeah, because a new name means an, a new life. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another interesting character in Philippians uh, that I wanted to look at. Um, his name uh, was Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus is... a If you listen to the name, you can hear the name of an ancient uh, deity, Aphrodite, Epaphroditus. That name means dedicated to Aphrodite. So this is a man who, when he was born, was committed to this pagan god. So obviously he he grows up as a raw pagan. But the other interesting thing that you need to know about the name Epaphroditus, and this is something Bill Lane taught me, um, Epaphroditus was what people would say when they rolled uh, snake eyes. When they rolled dice, when you roll dice, uh, a snake eyes or, or the winning roll was called an Epaphroditus, because Aphrodite was the god of gamblers. I've never heard that. The before. goddess of gamblers, yeah. Epaphrodite is the goddess of gamblers. So if, if I get a winning roll, I go ah, Epaphroditus. Okay. So it has to do with gambling. Okay. So so now with that in mind, hear what Paul says. About Epaphroditus, Epaphroditus had been sent by the Philippians to to uh, help Paul in his ministry, and he got sick. Now Paul is sending him back, having become sick on the mission field, and he doesn't want them to give him a hard time. He wants them to realize you should honor this man. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's not uh, you know he's not a weakling or anything. He says, and this is verse twenty-five, chapter two. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, a faithful worker, and a courageous soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. Now I'm sending him home again, for he's been longing to see you, and he was distressed that you heard he was ill. So apparently he'd gotten very sick. And he surely was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me, so that I would not have such unbearable sorrow. So Mm. Paul's saying, I I love this man. And uh, it would have been horrible if he died on the mission field. So I'm all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him. And that will lighten all my cares. Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy. And be sure to honor people like him, for he gambled with his life for the work of Christ and he was at the point of death while trying to do for me the things you couldn't do because you were very far away. Again, a play on words by Paul. Yeah. He rolled the dice. See, that's, that's that term. He rolled the dice. Uh, he gambled his life for the work of christ and so in, in in more than just a play on words see how his name really had meaning mm-hmm. you know his name was tied into the meaning of uh, who he eventually became so good old epaphroditus and good old Onesimus, okay. uh, good good brothers oh, that,
0: that's really rich now you've got yeah. one more to share with us
2: yeah and and this is one of my favorite uh characters uh too uh he's he's not talked about that much in scripture but i i i love this man and that's barnabas uh barnabas um this is, this is a great trick question if you ever have like a Sunday school class. I'm just and, thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, you, you know the question? <laughs> the question is, what was Barnabas' real name? That Well, that's a good one.
2: That's not the one I was thinking of, right. but that is a good one. And 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 what was his real name? Joseph. That's very good. Mm-hmm. We get that from Acts 4. Now, Maya, my trick question is, who is responsible for over half of the New Testament? Hmm. People go, well... Paul? Paul, no. Well, Luke, no. Barnabas, <laughs> and here's why: Who is responsible for Mark uh, re- retaining his place ah, of I authority? See, see? Okay. Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Who is responsible? Who is the person who wasn't afraid of Paul? Who first takes Paul to meet the apostles? Barnabas. So, if it wasn't for Barnabas, perhaps there might not have been a ministry of well, Paul. That's there a might good not lesson for us. Yeah, isn't, there? Yeah. isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, F. F. Bruce said that Barnabas believed in the work that God was doing in a man. And that that is a wonderful thing to see in Barnabas. Even though Paul is ready to sort of kick Mark out of business, Barnabas says, no, I believe in this man, even though nobody else would have anything to do with Paul. Barnabas is the one who says, no, I believe in what God is doing in this man. Hmm. So I I love Barnabas. Hmm. And uh, he is another example of a a disciple who got a new name, because a new name means a new
0: life and a new hope. And I didn't really catch this uh, Joseph reference until I read this just before uh, our conversation today, verse 36 in chapter 4 of Acts. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. So he
2: he was, uh, you know, a Cyprian. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles for those in need. So he's also a generous man, and that of course sets up the whole story of Ananias and Sapphira. Barnabas is the one who, who sells land and gives all the mm-hmm. money. Okay? He's the positive example. And they held Th- out. Then I, yeah, Ananias and
0: Sapphira then try yeah. to cheat God. You know, uh I don't know, this let's we'll see what you think of this. It just speaks to me of the camaraderie of those disciples too. Yeah. That they actually I mean you and I have nicknames for friends of ours, right? That's right. And they nicknamed him Barnabas.
2: That's right. And Jesus gave nicknames. I mean, the Sons of Thunder, right? Uh, they were known by that, uh, James and John. Um, one of them was called uh, the Twin, because some people believed he looked so much like Jesus. Hmm. He was uh, called Didymus, the Twin. Uh, and and I, again, I don't think Peter is a nickname. I think it's more significant than that. But Jesus is able to look at Peter and say, this man is, is someone I'm going to build with not 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 that he's strong like a rock that's not what Peter's all about but this is a man he'll be the first stone that I'll lay in this new uh, uh church that mm-hmm. I'm building this teaches me to respect our names yeah and and then I think what I think the best thing is to see this is sort of a ramp that leads us up to that most important of all names the name that was kept secret all through the Old mm-hmm. Testament his name was kept secret when he would appear uh, people would ask him his name. He would say, no, it's it's wonderful. No, I can't tell you. Hmm. But then uh, in in those early chapters of Matthew, when the angel comes to Joseph and to Mary, he says, you're going to call him Jesus. And that name that people have waited thousands of years to hear is finally spoken. And people usually read right over the next phrase. They say, uh, the angel says, you will call him Jesus because, and that's a very important word, mm-hmm. Because he will save his people from their sins. Well, why Jesus because? Is it a common name?
3: Was it a common name?
2: It it was a common name, but but what the angel has done is what people so often do in the Old Testament. He explains the name. The name really explains what your whole life is going to be, right? So his name is Jesus. Why, Why is his name Jesus? Well, his name is Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. What does Jesus mean? Jesus is a Greek form of the Hebrew word Yeshua, which we have turned into Joshua, right? So Jesus is named after Joshua. Joshua is the one who brings people in the promised Mm -hmm. land, so that's a wonderful image as well. But this whole idea is based on the fact that Yeshua means Yahweh. You can hear it in there, Yah, Yeshua, Mm -hmm. Yahweh saves. So what other name could Jesus have possibly had but Joshua? Yahweh saves. So even his name is a promise uh, of who he would be and what he would mean. And he certainly is the one that God used to bring salvation to the whole world. Names are important. Hmm.
0: and Michael, that's a great truth to keep in mind as we ask you to sing this next song. This is an old one, but it fits here so well. It's called By Your Name.
1: I failed again to make the mark. I've lost my way once more. Tried to do it by myself Like so many times before But now again I turn to you I'm hungry and confused By now my strength's dissolved away And I feel like I've been used If you leave me to myself, oh always be the same. It's you who'll have to hold my hand and protect me by your Protect me by your name.
0: Michael, we were just talking about the importance of a name. Here's uh, someone from Australia, Roland, who has written to us. And says, uh, just a short note, is it scriptural to pray to Jesus, or should we pray through and in the name of Jesus? Mm. Uh, what would you uh, respond to that huh. question?
2: Well, I, you know, I know that there, there's a movement now that, you know, that, that, that pushed this idea. I think there, it's called the Jesus-only movement, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't completely understand that point of view. Um, what I know from Scripture is that uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, work together uh, you see that no place better than um, uh, towards the end of John, chapters 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus is explaining this new privilege that they have uh, to ask uh, to ask in his name. Uh, up till this time, he says, this is chapter 16, uh, 20, what, 3. Um, the truth is, uh, you can go directly to the Father and ask him, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Uh, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have uh, abundant joy. So Jesus obviously there gives us the privilege of using his name in, in approaching the Father. I think it identifies us mm-hmm. to God.
0: As makes me think of the uh, of of the passage in Hebrews that talks about him as our high priest. He's right. there interceding for us.
2: Right. He, he. I mean, he is the one who's obviously made access to God possible the 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 rending of the veil in the temple and that sort of thing um so i mean I, I don't think it's a matter of semantics i think sometimes people look at prayer like like a magic formula i've got to get the words just right or the trick doesn't work i don't think that's it at all i think mm-hmm. the idea is that by virtue of the sacrifice of jesus he makes possible a relationship with god uh that's completely unique and, and and no one can come to God Jesus tells us this No one can come to God Except through him And so if we are going to come to the Father We should have Jesus' name Or we can certainly have his name on our lips God knows if we belong to Jesus or not And he's given us that privilege So I would encourage Roland Not to think in terms of Do I use these words? Because I've heard people say things like You know Uh, If I say in Jesus' name, then God has to do it. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's Mm -hmm. it. That's looking at that as, again, as a magic formula Mm -hmm. or, you know, hocus pocus or some kind of weird uh, thing like that. Uh, This is not magic. Uh, This is faith. And, And this is privilege. Because of his death for us on the cross, he has opened a way to God. And so we come to God with Jesus' name on our lips and we speak to him. You know, through the Spirit, and that's the other thing we can't um, overlook here: is the idea is that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all work together. The right. Spirit, you know, I, I think you pointed to the text also that said mm-hmm. the Spirit intercedes for us as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this whole business of prayer is is an interacting with God uh, through the person of Jesus, with God, with the person, through the person of Jesus, by means of the
0: Holy Spirit. A bit mysterious. Oh, it's a mystery. Um, But the other thing I was thinking is, how often do we take it for granted, you know, we end our prayer in Jesus' name, amen, and without even realizing what name we're invoking and why we're invoking
2: it. Yeah, name. And, and what I tell people, too, is that to pray in Jesus' name doesn't mean you end the prayer with those words. To pray in Jesus' name means that your prayer is informed uh, by the life of Jesus and the ministry of
0: Jesus. I And, mean, it, gives there's, you, and it gives you the right because it, of what he did for us.
2: It does give you the right, but but it also informs my prayer. There are certain things that I don't ask for. Because I'm a follower of Jesus. There's certain things I don't ask for for myself. Again, in American Christianity, there's this idea that in Jesus' name is a magic formula, and I can ask for. Th- get things from God because of Jesus. That's not how it is. When I say, in Jesus' name, I'm asking with the heart of Jesus, and there are certain things that Jesus asked for and certain things that he doesn't ask for. We know that in his own prayer
0: line. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it say in Matthew, you know, ask in my name and it will be given to you? It, it does, but that
2: is not carte blanche. Oh, okay, well, I, I'd like a new Jaguar. <laughs> That's not what that <laughs> sure means. Okay, you would. in Jesus' name, I want a new Jaguar. And, and honestly, I mean, as ridiculous as it is, there are people who believe that, but 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 that's not it at all in Jesus name means with a sort of uh, death to self point of view toward your life with a a sort of sacrificial love for other people. Yeah, you ask in Jesus name and God is going to do it. And Jesus, especially in the Gospel of John, always connects that to bringing glory to God. I ask in Jesus name in order to bring glory to God.
0: Michael, the scriptures also tell us that the Father knows what we need even mm-hmm. before we ask Him. Now, sure. maybe that's a whole other issue we need to talk about another time. Well, yeah. But I'm just wondering about where does the value system that you're talking about, where does the of prayer, where does that come from? Well,
2: just ask yourself: When did they ask Jesus how to pray? Hmm. When did Jesus respond to that very question? His disciples ask him. Didn't His they? disciples ask him in, in it's in Matthew and Luke, but here's the Luke. I like the Luke form. Uh, once when Jesus had been, this is sorry, this is Luke 11. Once when Jesus had been out praying, they'd been seeing him pray, so they say, "Who teach us how to pray?" Mm-hmm. One of his disciples came to him as he finished and said, "Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples and then here we have it. This is Jesus' pattern for prayer. This is our value system for prayer. okay, This is how you should pray, and the way he opens the prayer is so important. Father, see when we come to God, God Almighty, this awesome Creator of the universe, because of what Jesus has done because of who He is, we can come to God and say." Father, may your name be honored so we give the glory to God. We we recognize, you know, him as he is. May your kingdom come. We're always looking forward to the fulfillment of the kingdom. Give us our food day by day. So we don't act, ask for extravagance. We ask for just what we need. Give me the food that I need today because God will gladly give that to us. And forgive us our sins. God is, you know, that brings glory to God to forgive our sins because of what Jesus has done for us just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So then the value system that we have embraced in Jesus implies that we extend the forgiveness that we've been shown to others. So, Father, forgive me for my sins as I forgive other people who sin against me. And don't let us yield to temptation. In other words, Lord, give me the strength to stand firm in your word. Now, that is a prayer. That's the prayer of Jesus uh, that shows the sort of value
0: system that we should pray for. You pray like that, and God will always give you what you ask. Mm -hmm. Well, you're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card, and we're enjoying reading all the email that's been coming to us. We hope you'll take a moment and send us a note. If you have a question about the Bible or the Christian life, pass that along to us. As a thank you for those whose question gets answered on the air, we'll send a free copy of the New Living Translation. Send your email to at Michaelcard.com. And if you'd like more information about this program, just click on the radio page at www.michaelcard.com. If you'd like to hear today's discussion again, just visit us online and listen at your convenience. You can also find out how to obtain copies of this or any in-the-studio broadcast on CD or transcript. Again, our place on the web is found at michaelcard.com. Well, there's much more music and conversation waiting for you after this break on the Moody Broadcasting Network. We are in the studio with Michael Card, I'm Wayne Shepherd. In this half hour, we're going to meet two guests. The first guest is someone who's just, Michael, just sort of hanging around the studio here and we finally gave in and invited him to come in. (laughs) Well, he's been a good servant is what he's been. Actually, he is a good friend. Sam Judd joins us here. Sam, welcome.
3: Thank you. It's very good to be here. Now, there's
0: a reason why you're always around, uh, in the control room most of the time. Yes, sir. And that reason is?
3: Well, Mike is discipling me and a big part of discipleship is spending time together, so...
0: Mm -hmm. Well, we want to explore that a little bit. This is this is worthwhile uh, checking out here, Michael.
2: Yeah, I I think I'm a little reluctant to talk about it because I feel like I'm doing such a poor job (laughs) at it. I mean, we do spend a lot of time together. We haven't been uh, specifically studying and reading books together, but uh, I don't know. I think it's been more organic. Yeah, but Sam and then the other thing that makes me a little embarrassed is that I, I learn as much from Sam and probably more than he does from me. So it's it's as
0: much a mutual friendship, I think, as it is a discipling relationship. But, well, Sam, it's always great to have you around during these radio times as well. So uh, we've really enjoyed getting to know you. Tell us. Are you, are you a musician, too, though?
3: Um, I do write songs. Yes, that's just uh, my calling in life is to teach a Bible. And that's one of the ways. <clears> and uh so.
0: Okay. How did you get connected with Michael, though? What, do you guys go way back, or how did that happen?
3: We go back a ways. Um, <laughs> the, the first
0: story is is, is most interesting. <laughs> All right. Now now we've got to hear that story, yeah. Sam.
3: Oh, uh, I think I know the one you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I, I sort of um, got in trouble once upon a time at my first collegiate endeavor <laughs> in a speech class. I was uh, quoting uh, one of Mike's songs called Scandalon. And basically what I said was, here's the way we're doing some things as a school, but this is what Jesus says, so we need to change. Uh-huh. And I sort of got in trouble for that and for, and for quoting Mike. So. Uh, the way I heard it, Mike, he actually got demerits. He got 50 demerits. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. But the Lord used it, and uh, uh, actually part of discipleship of Jesus and his disciples is facing rejection from religious leaders. So this was a big, and uh, then I transferred schools and things were great. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, but you, you can't possibly uh, take on um, a dis- discipling project with everybody who would want to do it. How did you come to choose Sam?
2: Well, uh, again, uh, one of the things Bill taught us is that the person who's the discipler doesn't seek people. You, I had done what Bill had did. I just prayed, Lord, if there's somebody that I can walk with, you know, let let them, you know, come and, you know, let us sort of both know. Mm. And that's really yeah. what happened. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, so and 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 unfortunately, in the context that I, I live in, the only way I can spend time consistently with someone is for us to be on the road together. Mm. And that's what Sam has been doing. He's mm. been uh, he started out by just helping uh, set set everything up and uh, now he's uh he's the representative for the Bible League when we go out he he runs that that operation mm-hmm. which i think is uh has been a good thing mm-hmm. he's he faithfully represents the Bible League so it's been a great it's been a great relationship but, but you know the other thing i was going to the other point i was going to make is whenever we're having a biblical discussion and I'll say, yeah, you know, somewhere in the Bible, Jesus says this. Sam will go, oh yeah, that's chapter twelve, verse fourteen. I mean, he, he knows he knows scripture, Uh-oh. you know, way way better than I do. Yeah, that happens in the studio here quite often. It does. It? When, yeah. when we're stuck, we'll we'll push the button and say,
3: Sam, what, where is that in the Bible? So we go scurrying, yeah. find Sam, it.
0: What were you looking for when you first entered into this uh, relationship with your friend Michael?
3: Well, I needed somebody older and wiser than me, with the same calling, to teach Bible. First of all, God helping you live it. And then and then teach it and write it and sing and song write it. And I needed somebody older and wiser who had the same calling to say, look, this is how we do this. Here are some things you don't want to do. Uh-huh. And, and just to show me the ropes.
0: Did, what were your expectations? Did you think it'd be a little more, you know, one-on-one formal Bible study kind of thing? or
3: um, Really, it's it's all of that and more. I mean, we there are times that we do sit down and read the Bible or Mike's, mm-hmm. you know, handing me books to say, hey, you got to check this out and things like that. Or we'll listen to music together and... Um, but it 's also just so much of being with somebody in the context of ministry and seeing how they handle different situations
2: that 's mostly what it 's been I mean yeah. Sam goes to the Tuesday night study and that 's really our main Bible time together and Then, after the Bible study or you know in in between we 'll talk about the passages and but yeah. Sam is also uh, writing uh, he 's written a book on the life of jesus and he 's written a collection of songs uh, that goes with the book. Hmm. Who is this man? Hmm. And so, um, I'm, I'm plowing through that. It's a lot of work. I mean, Sam, Sam has able to finish a book when I've not been able to finish a book. So, uh, so he's, so he's
0: encouraging me that way too. So you're saying one of these days we may hear some of Sam's music. In I
2: hope the program so. Here. Oh, yeah, you. I hope that, so.
0: That would be great. Well, uh, where is this leading Sam? What, what, what do you think uh, God is calling you to do? And,
3: uh, to teach Bible in the same ways that Mike has and just take it one step at a time mm-hmm. as it comes. And just one of the biggest things that I've learned and seen it in Mike's life is just the faithfulness to the call. Mike says the call makes all things possible. And, uh, when you know you're called to do something, you do it. Uh, even if it seems hard or what I mean, when when yeah. the Lord first began to let me know, okay, one of the things I want you to do is write songs. I couldn't even play guitar, mm-hmm. but when the Lord says, do this, you better do it, mm-hmm. you know? So... Mm-hmm. One
0: thing we didn't mention is this uh, young guy's going to be married shortly. Yes, sir. So that's right. Tell us yes. about Lacey.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Lacy's greatest girl in the world. <laughs> yes, we. Uh, in the summers, I work at Youth Haven Bible Camp in the hills of Batheville, Kentucky, and uh, that, that's where we met. Uh, she came down with uh, her her dad's a youth pastor, and she came down with the church to help at a week that we do called Sunshine Week, which is for mentally and physically handicapped. And mm-hmm. that's how we met, and things just quickly progressed after that. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, congratulations! Thank you now, very much. Let's talk in terms of those who are seeking to be mentored and those who would do the mentoring. Uh, I and mean, you guys are kind of modeling this, but all of us are called to be one or both, right, Mike? Yeah, I think
2: mm-hmm. both. We're called to be both, and uh, I think there just needs to be an awareness. You you sort of have to have your an- antenna out. And uh, again, Bill Lane was the example for me. Uh, he came to uh, Bowling Green and was. Actively praying, God, you know, put in my path uh, the men that you want me to, you know, invest my life in. And at the same time, I was praying, you know, uh, who who can help me? I, you know, I'm clueless here. And uh, by grace, you know, the Lord put us together, and he he was open, um, and, and it happened. And um, I, I think you just have to be aware that that's how it that's how it works, and and not enough people are aware and I, uh, a lot of people don't want to invest time a lot of people don't want to be open i mean we're busy people our our lives are full but uh, that's what god's calls to do and and the really cool thing is uh, like I said before, I think I get more out of this relationship than Sam does. That's I get remarkable. more. I get more encouragement. I mean, when I when I'm discouraged and think, "Oh, this is no good," I mean, you know, I've written a chapter. Oh, this is no good. I'll give it to Sam. Sam will go, "Oh, yeah, I really like this." <laughs> well, and, and it's I'll, great. And I'll go. I'll go. Well, well, maybe maybe I'm not so bad. You know. So I, there's a lot of encouragement yeah. that happens.
0: And then Sam, one last question: yes. uh, Your advice for the person who's looking to someone else to be mentored uh, what what should be the attitude of that person?
3: I would say pray. Pray yeah. that the Lord will, will guide you to just the right person, um, because for Mike and I, all I can say is it's a God thing. There's something yeah. in the way we connect that only God can do. Uh, something in just the way He sets it up, personalities, uh, different back, you know, the same, similar backgrounds in some ways. It's just, it's a, it's a God thing, and you just really need to ask God to show you the right person and be patient, and, and be looking around and um, at the same time seek to help others
2: yeah and, and the point is we being a disciple of jesus is not something you do by yourself you, right. you know jesus right. knew that we needed community i mean that yeah. one of the most deliberate things he did was set up communities i mean the three the 12 the 70 and who knows what other communities he put together but uh we we can't do this by ourselves uh, we need each other to help us understand and to, to be examples. And to and, and, and the one thing that we haven't said that's one of the most important things, uh, w- one of the, the deepest lessons I learned from Bill Lane is when I saw him fail mm-hmm. and when I saw mm-hmm. him struggle. And I, yeah. I, I think that Sam would say the same thing. I mean, I think the way I've been able to help him the most is for him to see me mess up mm-hmm. and say, you know what? You know, that, that's what it looks like.
3: And I think a lot of people are afraid of discipleship because they think they have to have the guru mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. or a perfect, perfect past. Perfect and, all the time. And even Jesus in his ministry on the earth at one time said, you know what? I don't know. When they asked him about his return, he said, I don't know. Yeah. And we have to be able to say that. And even Paul, I mean, I'm sure Timothy saw him make mistakes, but it's how does he handle those mistakes? Yeah. You know, because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Yeah, good.
0: This has been very helpful to all who have heard it, I believe. And I think we're going to be hearing more from this young man, Sam, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, most definitely. Michael, our second guest on today's broadcast is someone that you just introduced me to a few moments ago. But already, I feel a kinship here. I'm getting uh, excited about talking to Kenneth here today.
2: Yeah, Kenny Cook is here. Uh, he's uh, from New Hope Academy, and we'll talk about the vision uh, of New Hope with him.
0: Right. But also a wonderful singer. Yeah. And uh, but but more important, good friend. And Kenny, your claim to fame is that you're a first grade teacher. We'll talk about New Hope Academy mm-hmm. here, but you also sang on Michael's latest CD, A Fragile. Stone.
4: Yep. yep.
0: Living Stone. Is Living that the song, Kenny? Yes. Right. Living We're going to ask you guys to sing that for us here in just a few minutes, but help us to get to know you a little bit, Kenny. Okay. Well, I'm uh, originally from Washington, D.C.,
4: born in uh, Washington, raised in the Silver Spring, Maryland area, and I uh, moved out here about 95, uh, and uh, hooked up with some great great, uh, great group of men um, who just kind of came around me, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'd like every... Other person living here in Nashville came here with a dream, you know, to be this, you know, I'm going to be the man. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that. Huh. Yep. I didn't and, know that's why you huh. came here. And one of the men, uh, one of the men in Strong Tower was in the industry, and uh, he uh, kind of took me under his wings. You know, basically, overall, it was it's, it's to say, okay, you want to be in the industry? This is what it is. Wow.
0: It's going to look different than what you thought. And
4: he's responsible for me being at New Hope as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, Strong Tower is your church.
4: Yes, Strong Tower Bible Church. Uh and
0: frankly, One of those great churches here in town. And here's another example, Michael, of God calling somebody here to this area and plugging them into ministry. And it happens again and again. Yeah,
2: it it really is. um, People show up and just say, I don't know, the Lord Hmm. has brought me here. Hmm. And he's woven us together into this wonderful community. And And it's obviously something he's done. And there's such
0: a strong sense of ministry. I I feel it with you, Kenny, here today. We'll we'll talk more about that. But I tell you what, let's do that after we hear you guys sing this song, Living Stones, okay? We're going to uh, go to that. Now, this is the same studio that we're in right now that you did Mm -hmm. the song in, right? That's right. All right, so listeners, I want you to understand uh, some of the historical uh, background of what (laughs) we're about to hear here. Michael Card and Kenny Cook.
1: Living Stones, Living Stones, we are holy living stones. Jesus And as we cling to that rock Who became a stumbling block We remember we are living stones See in Zion he is known A chosen precious cornerstone i One holy house. Though we live as scattered strangers, we are not homeless, we are free. We are one family, one foe, one overseer of our souls.
0: Michael Card and Kenny Cook here in the studio with a recreation of what's on the CD, really, uh, Living Stones. Uh, Kenny, when you came to sing that day, um, did you know what you're getting yourself into with Michael here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, I thought it was just going to be like the time that we came before with
4: the choir. It was just going to be real easy. (laughs) But well, you know, it's it's something when you hear. Okay, well, here it goes like this. You know, you know it's something something added to that, and we uh-huh. yeah, had to uh, Rico and I um, needed to write the the backups for it, the harmonies yeah. for it, and mm-hmm. and uh,
0: but it was great. It was great doing that. It was mm-hmm. uh, the the whole experience. You know, I don't think people really understand, Mike. What. <laughs> You know all the finessing, all the work that goes into a single song like that.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's, it's hard to know until you see mm-hmm. what what's involved. And the, I mean, there are people that's that scope it a lot more than we do. I think what we do is is fairly simple. But when you get into the sort of the upper level <laughs> recording
0: artists, they'll mm-hmm. spend weeks and weeks and weeks getting it right. Well, thanks for singing that song here today. Uh, this guy's a great voice. Michael. Oh yeah, uh, thanks uh, thanks for bringing him to the studio here today.
2: Well, the thing I, I love about Kenny's voice is it the there's a person that comes through. He's not just a voice, but yeah. there's a personality in his yeah. voice. That's it's yeah. him.
0: Did, did uh, does that just happen naturally with you, Kenny, or does that is it something learned, or how did, where does that come from? It's it's just it just happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, not that I'm, you know, I
4: I think well, let me you know bring this persona through. I yeah, just, let me perform I, here. You know, we're instruments. We're not only living stones, but we're instruments. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like. Just gosh, he, he uses us. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's, it's only beautiful when you surrender. You know, it was like that thing you yeah. were saying don't perform it. When I originally recorded the song, you know, I'm hearing Rika, who's this awesome singer. You know, and then there's still that thing. He's like, we we're talking about that turbulence of thinking. Um, you know, thing, like, well, I got to nail this, my part out. Yeah. You know, and then Mike stops the tape and he's like, stop performing. And just listen to the words and sing the song, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like, you know, from there, it's like, you know what, Lord, I'm so sorry I'm wrong. This is something that's here to glorify you. And I am I'm I'm getting in the way, you know, please forgive me and, and, and your, you know, sh- show mercy. Mm-hmm. And, and and then that's when it's like, you know, when I tried to sing good, you know, what I mean, when I <laughs> try to sing, well, that's been my worst performance. Isn't that something? <laughs> but when I when I. You know, when I am just low key or whatever, if I'm just being used and it's to me, it sounds like, man, well, that's so low key. I didn't get any of these riffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when people are like,
0: oh my. <laughs> <Lord."> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's a lesson for us whether we're musicians or not. Well, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think whenever the focus is on us, you're, you're always
0: going to lose. We blow it. Yeah. 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 Well, when you're not singing, you're teaching. Right. And let's talk about New Hope Academy. You're, you're excited about this school. Ah, my word, I'm in love with the
4: school. I fell in love with the school four years ago um, when a friend of mine whose children go there brought me into some writing sessions and stuff like that. But I was reading the Word along with that, and and Paul talks about calling, and 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 I was just like, what is a calling? What is my calling? You know, and mm-hmm. and I hope I don't cry doing this. But, <laughs> On the way to, we are on our way to Word, to a writing session, and uh, I said, how do you know what your calling is? And um, he said, well, I thought you wanted to, to sing. You know, I thought you wanted to be a musician. And I said, well, you know, I love music. I have just a, a a love for music. And and I said, yeah. I said, but how do you know it's your calling? He said, well, if I give you a choice to, for me to pay you to go on the road for a year with a project or... Put you in the classroom because he asked, Why are you doing? I said, Well, it seems to me that it would make more sense that I would be in a classroom because then I can build relationships. Yeah, right. And uh, huh. you know, if I'm on the road and I'm doing a concert and the kid comes up and talks to me, i know that kid for what all of 15 minutes. That's right. Truth oh, is, man. is that you know, I could take his email address or he could take my email address, but I'm not going to call him back mm-hmm. because that's the mentality. Of, a, of a, a star, you know. Well, For and, the most part, not.
2: And how many enough. people can you be close to? How many people can you totally. keep up with? Yeah,
4: I, I, I have a class of twelve, wow. and um, a mentoring program that I am a co facilitator of with uh, called Eagles, and I have twenty kids there, but there are one hundred twenty kids in New Hope Academy, and I can say praise god that i i know all 140 just about all, just about the 140 individually
0: and I, I don't know you well but i know that you take the long view on your involvement with those kids you're you're looking at those kids as they grow and as they have kids most definitely yeah. most definitely the 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 curse is huge in, in a part
4: of franklin and and i want to say most of franklin if not all um um but you know with new hope being a, a school that wishes to uh, just level the playing field uh, it's it's so uh, multiracial and uh, multi-economically diverse. Yeah, what is the mission of New Hope Academy? Um, it's just to provide um, quality education to the poor, you know, at, at, a, at a price that they can afford, even if it's free, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's the beauty about New Hope. It is truly a kingdom school. And the great thing I was telling you all earlier about, you know, um I was telling my son, you know, the great thing that about he's 3 meeting. weeks old by
0: the way. <laughs> <First time. laughs>
4: um I'm not going to see the rewards. Huh. My job is just to be a living stone. i mm-hmm. I'm not going to see the rewards. The fruits are going to be seen by my grandchildren or my great-great-grandchildren even. That is so You cool. know what I'm saying? Mm. You know as I dream about my son being headmaster of New Hope sometimes. Uh, you know, and it's uh, just and 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 having a son too is just having a child. I don't have to tell you guys. It just totally changes your perspective. It's like yeah. it, you're on your knees a lot more. Okay, please <laughs> break <that. laughs> this
0: curse so that my you know, children's children can be blessed. Yes. You were talking about calling. Uh, someone has told me and caused me to think, you know, we're searching for our calling and, you know, hopefully we'll find it and serve the Lord. But maybe our calling is to raise some godly kids we're going to do far greater things than we ever get to do you know that's what you're saying
2: well i think if he's if he's blessed you with a child i don't think you sit and ask yourself is this my calling <laughs> yeah. your calling sitting <laughs> <There right> is <laughs> sitting right there it needs yeah. your attention yeah.
0: right now yeah. it's calling yeah. you huh? <laughs> yeah and i can't
2: imagine i mean i really cannot imagine having you as my first grade teacher i mean starting out starting out school with you in my life as a first grader I mean, it would be unbelievable. Good morning, Mr. Cook. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. Yeah. He would know my name, and he would know how I was yeah. doing, and if I was yeah. having a bad day. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, youngest son goes to New Hope Academy. My yeah. my oldest son did actually did for a while too, huh. and um, it it is unbelievable. I Nathan got in trouble one time, and I had to go to the principal, and you know that mm-hmm. whole thing where you come in and your kid's been in trouble, and. Mm-hmm. We prayed with the principal, oh. it was when Dr. Gordon was still there and, and mm-hmm. we encouraged Nathan. I mean it was the difference between him being in trouble and we're gonna fix this kid right now and uh-huh. how do we love this child well yeah. through this behavior. It's uh-huh. just it was completely different. <laughs> and it's hard for me not to say, Why couldn't I have had that
0: when I was a kid? Oh, Where yeah. was
2: New Hope Academy <laughs> when I was a kid? But yeah. What, was,
0: what was your first grade teacher like, Kenny? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Leslie. She, uh, I, I
4: was a little scallion, man. And she, she, she would p- pull me by my ear almost every day.
0: <laughs> Kenny,
1: did not I tell you stop throwing food across the classroom? Kenny, did I tell you to stop? Just leave the girl alone.
0: <laughs> hey, it's payback so, yeah, time now. Yeah, you know, well, you're, now you're you're getting what you dished out as a first grader, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the cool
4: thing is that the Lord through. Dr. Gordon and and others in this, the men in this community, Empty Hands, is is teaching me how to take a different approach. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody sat down and talked, tried to love me through the circumstance and uh, through the um, um, punishment, you know, I think things would be a whole lot different. But by the same token, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Sure. God uses all of it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hey, it's great to meet you, Kenny. Thanks for coming to the studio today. Thanks for singing that song with Michael. Thanks uh, for having me. But even more importantly, thanks for your life and your ministry here that you've found in Franklin. It's great to get to know you.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: And you've been listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. We've mentioned before that there's a new album in the works, and you can find out more about it when you come to www.michaelcard.com. We appreciate all the messages we receive from our listeners. We hope that you'll send your comments our way. Our email address is in the studio at michaelcard.com. And here's one that just came in. Several weeks ago, there was a very special Christmas broadcast featuring two of my favorite musicians, Michael Card and Phil kegi At the time I heard this, I was driving home. When I pulled into the driveway, I wanted to run inside and quickly hit the tape recorder, but I just could not leave my vehicle, as I did not want to miss any part of that program. And then this person goes on to ask if they could somehow order a copy of the program. Well, we're happy to announce that starting this week, we've added several new features to our website so you'll never have to miss anything. Thanks to audio streaming, you can come by and listen again to this program anytime on your computer. You'll find it waiting for you on the radio page at michaelcard.com. Along with that, you can order a CD copy of this or any in-the-studio broadcast. See if you'd like to sign up to automatically have copies of each week's program sent to you. And also we have transcripts for those who are members of the community. And as always, you can order online from the complete catalog of Michael's other music CDs, books, and his latest DVD project, Scribbling in the Sand. The teaching of God's Word is at the core of this ministry to help you grow in your walk with Christ. And it's all just a few clicks away at www.michaelcard.com. Our program engineer is Kenny Ferris, our producer Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us, In the Studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is a production of Community Broadcasting and the Moody Broadcasting Network.